This is Sean Granham, mate. It's Sean Gran, and you are now listening to the sounds of Instant Vintage Radio. This is Joyce Rice, and you're listening to Instant Vintage. This is Sash from Fresh Cuts Radio, and you are now rocking with Instant Vintage. This is Ankilo, a body rar, and you're now undulating with Instant Vintage. Hey, this is Nikita from The Soul Diaries, and you're listening to Instant Vintage. Jackson Waits of First Day Music, and right now you're listening to the smoothest show on the air. This is Instant Vintage Radio. You're listening to Instant Vintage Radio, Chapter 77. On today's guest mix, I have DJ Wavy BB a DJ from Long Beach, California that is now residing in Oakland. For the month of April, I'm highlighting the Asian American and Pacific Islander selectors that are making waves both perpetually and sonically, in both DJing and in life. AAPI artists that are crushing DJ sets, intentions, and affirmations with the loftiest of ambitions, and DJ Wavy BB perfectly embodies that. You can find Wavy BB spinning on May 28th in the mix with Nunu and Trixamillion at Somar Bar for My Kind of Party in Oakland next Saturday. For now, sit back and listen to my all AAPI heritage mix featuring artists by the likes of Yuna, Deb Never, Didi Han, and Vicky Farewell. This is Instant Vintage Radio.
just had to be said You're stuck in my head You said that it's not black and white But I know I'm still coming over tonight No, it might be the last time Wishing we could go further But for now it's alright If I 
mountain Face smooth like some whiskey All you gotta do is hit me And I'ma pull up on ya Eyes closed when I'm in you Show me everything you into You learn everything from Hindu And it's working for you, working for you You like to act up when we don't spend time Smacking your lips, yeah, yeah Throwing those fish, yeah, yeah You like to act up when we don't spend time Smacking your lips, yeah, yeah But I love a little trip If I got plans and you got plans Sounds. I just got a feeling, baby. Silly as it sounds, I got it from my mama. I can see you glisten, baby. If there's anything you got, it's the envy of the stars. I can see the future, baby. Looking my deep right with y'all up by my side Say you wanna dance
for listening to instant vintage radio chapter 77 and with me today i have dj wavy bb for my first question what is the origin behind your dj name wavy bb yeah no it's a great question um, i get it a lot and it's kind of a testament to like how i treat djing and whatnot but <clears throat> i've always kind of known i wanted to be a dj at a very young age but um, I never felt good enough or that I could pursue it kind of seriously in any form because, you know, I grew up in a broken household. You know, music is just supposed to be a pastime, not anything serious. So the way that I kind of like compromised that was that I just went to a lot of concerts and shows um, ever since I went to college. So I went to college, so I'm from Long Beach, California. But then I went to college in Boston. So I lived out there for six years. I went to Boston University for marketing and information systems. But um, after I graduated, me and my friend um, Kiara, every time we would, you know, pregame before we go out, she would always call me Wavy Baby. And I was like, huh, for some reason that like resonates with me. I don't know what I'm going to use it for, but it resonates with me. And then in 2020, that's when I started DJing and that's when I wanted to release my mix and I was like okay well I obviously have to have a DJ name before I release my mix and you know I was 100% sure Wavy Baby was already taken like I'm not the first person to think about it so I was kind of in a rut and I started texting all of my friends and I asked them can you help me make this a little bit different like I want Wavy Baby I'm not willing to compromise on that but I need to make it unique somehow but outside of that, like when I refer to people, like it's a baby, like it's a calling people baby, I just call them BB and I was like, huh. And then my ex at the time used to call me BB too. So I was like, ah, 
I mean, that makes sense. So then I like searched around if Lady BB in any form already existed because you know I'm in marketing, so I did my SEO research beforehand, and I was like, excellent. Oh, <laughs> actually, it doesn't exist. So that's how I came to it. And then the more that I thought about it as well. So I've kind of lived in a lot of different places. I was in Long Beach. I lived in Boston. I lived in Australia for four months. And then I moved back home um, here in SoCal. I've always noticed that I've always lived near a body of water. Like, you nice. know, I'm Filipino as well. So, like, you know, our people, we live in the islands, always like near water. So I think it's definitely a testament to that. And then lastly, um, I'm not sure um, if you listen to Kehlani, but her first or second album, You Should Be Here, the song Alive really resonated with me. Um, and one of the lyrics is, when the tide gets high, you get low. And I just really liked her wave imagery in that song. So I think like those are the three factors that like really solidified the music. Do you remember exactly what year or who inspired you to start DJing? Oh yes, absolutely. Um, it was at a very young age. Um, I have a half-brother, we're 17 years apart, and I always looked up to him, and he was always involved with music, like, fun fact, like, he probably doesn't want me to share with the world, but um, he's born in the Philippines, and he used to be one of those dancers at Ipulaga, like, he was, like, a dancer, he was always involved in music, um, like, he's friends with Skrillex, he's worked with Daft Punk, so, like, from a young age, I was always around that kind of music, like Justice and Daft Punk, and I think he had a really big influence on me and my music taste. And then the second part of your question, um, Daft Punk was the DJ duo that convinced me at eight years old that I needed to do whatever that they were doing, because all I remember was sitting in the back of his car, listening to Daft Punk with the bass, just like blasting. I had no idea what was going on. But I was like, this is it, at a very young age. What is your why? Why do you love to DJ? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love this question. It gets me going. So I apologize for the long-winded answer, but I'm very passionate about this question. Um, so the reason why I DJ is, you know, I feel like a lot of people in life, especially at a young age, we kind of try to find like our why, like our purpose on earth. And obviously, you know, I'm definitely part of that lostness and finding my purpose. But I think when I finally had the courage and was literally forced, like I can go back into it, but yeah, I think, let me explain the story. So when I was eight, I wanted to be a DJ, but in my environment, I didn't feel it was safe to pursue it. So when I went to college and I was away from home, that's when I really immersed myself in music. I've been to at least 200 concerts, like 15 festivals, like that was like my outlet, that was my hobby. Um, but at a certain point, you know, like going to the same shows, seeing the same artists, I kind of felt like I plateaued. And I was like, this can't be it. Like, there has to be more to life than just going to concerts and festivals and parties and raves. 
And I always mm-hmm. thought to myself, like, I know I can do this too. I want to do this too. But I kept pushing it down because I had I had so many reasons why I, I shouldn't. Like, I'm a female. I'm late to the game. I don't have enough money to buy my own equipment. You know, I just, I made this long laundry list of like why I shouldn't do it. But as I mentioned, when I was working in LA and I was commuting four hours a day just to get to and from work, all I could think about was DJ. And I, and then there's this, yeah, that's all I could think about. And ever since I moved back in 2018, I heard about this DJ school that my friends were a part of um, called Academy of DJs um, here in Orange County. So when I moved back, I kind of always, it was like a dream of mine to get in because I was like, wow. I mean, obviously a lot of, um, a majority of the DJs that you personally love didn't go to a DJ school. So I know that wasn't the only trajectory, but I felt Mm -hmm. like for me, it'd be like really great. One, to network. Two, to find people exactly like me. Three, to actually get the tactile learning skills because what I've learned is, of course, you know, like I said, I bought my controller in February 2020, but like I didn't freaking know what I was doing. Like even though I looked at YouTube, I'm not an abstract person. I'm a, I'm a hand, like a, I need to get my hands dirty. I need someone to tell me like this knob does this, like this does this, and like that's just kind of my learning style. So mm-hmm. ever since I heard about Academy of DJs in 2018, I kept applying. But the one thing that you need to know about the school is it's very competitive. They only take 10. 10 to 12 students each um, semester, if you want to call it that. And like every year it gets increasingly more um, competitive, like 200 people apply like each semester and just keeps going up. So the odds just kept getting very slim. Um, I got rejected two times and it was quite painful because I knew the people personally, I took it personally, and then I kind of added it to the list of like, this is why I shouldn't DJ, I keep getting rejected. Um, type thing but then I applied one more time March 2020 and I said you know third time's a charm like this is my last attempt if I don't get in I'm not going to force it but it's Mm -hmm. not going to be the only way that I pursue DJing because everyone that I love did not go to a DJ school so if they can do it I can do it Um, so around so I said I got let go in April and then I had my my SB3 and I had no idea what I was doing and then you know IG live started being a thing and I kind of tried to start DJing on it but Instagram has like really strict copyright so the moment they heard a Drake song like I would get booted and I'd be so upset I'm like yo like I'm just trying to play music for my friends you know what I mean but then my friend she does twitch she's not a DJ she actually is a body painter like she paints her body with just makeup it's very impressive um, wow. And she was like, you should do, you should do Twitch. I was like, but I'm not a gamer. Like, of course, you know, that's always like the beginning sentiment. It's like, oh, yeah. I'm not a gamer. Like, why would I be on Twitch? And then she's like, you should just try it, Chet. And I was like, I guess. <laughs> so I was just DJing without an audio interface. So literally the audio was for my speaker. Like, it was super, like, scrappy. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't even know what knobs I was doing. I was like, I'm just... I'm just like a human jukebox at this point. I wasn't playing for anyone. I had no followers. Like, I didn't really care. I was just like, I'm, and I streamed from my phone. I didn't even have a webcam. Like, it was just so scrappy. I was just like, I'm just gonna play music. Um, so that happened. And then I started finding other people in the community. 
And then around June 2020, I get a call from Academy saying that I got in. And I was like, oh, it's happening. Like, nice. okay, great. So that was like a really full circle moment for me. But to be like super candid, you know, obviously a big reason why, you know, my name is DJ Lady DB is that what I really learned recent i mean i've known this but especially recently in the past few years is that life comes in waves honestly like when it's good it's good but of course it's gonna get bad but when it's bad it's not always bad um i was hit at a roadblock because i got in but like i wasn't working and the school isn't free so mm -hmm. i was like oh my gosh like the opportunity is here you know, and like, I don't have a car, you know what I mean? I was like freaking out, but then my friends actually framed it in a better way. They're like, Chad, this is actually the perfect time for you to do it. One, you have the time to dedicate, you're not working. Two, because of the pandemic, you don't have to leave your house. So I learned all through Zoom. I learned through wow. Zoom and then, awesome. yeah, we had Zoom classes every Sunday for the first half of school. And then when things kind of, you know, got a little bit better, around September, we were able to go into the studio and actually touch, you know, turntables, DDJs, actually meet, you know, these online classmates we had and mentors. So it was a wild journey, but that's why I am not, what do you call it? I have no, I'm pretty strict when people are like, oh, well, you know, when people are learning how to DJ at the beginning. Well, DJing's hard. I was like, yeah, imagine learning online for like six months. <laughs> so if I can do it, you can do it. You know what I mean? What are some things about your Asian American heritage that are important to you? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I love this question and May is definitely a great month to showcase all of it. But one of my insecurities getting into this industry is that like, how am I going to differentiate myself from everyone? You know, like there's so many DJs now, I feel like. It's not a bad thing, but it's just like, how do you, how I just kept asking myself, even when I started, like, how am I going to stand out? And I think it definitely ties into my culture and my heritage. I, I love DJing that it's a platform where I can showcase my story and who I am. And one of the, I guess, pillars of my, big pillars of my identity, my culture. I love being Filipino-American. I'm very blessed. I'm very grateful. I was born Filipino. Honestly, it's one of my favorite things about myself. I love our... I love our hospitality, I love our humor, I love our food, I love our mm -hmm. islands. Um, I went alone to the Philippines 2019, right before the pandemic, on my own. I mean, you know, the being Filipino or, you know, just American, you see the traditional way is that your parents take you. But my parents never took me and I didn't want to wait my whole life waiting for them. Because if I did, then I'll never go. So that's just kind of how I am as a person. I'm just very go, 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 like if not now, when type thing. Um, mm -hmm. So I went in 2019, I went by myself, but I will caveat not completely on my own. I just flew by myself, um, but I went to stay with my family in the Philippines. So it was kind of like my first time. I've met them before, but not like, you know, all at once. It was a very uh -huh. eye-opening trip. It showed me what to be grateful for. It showed me like my roots. It showed me my extended family, 
Like I had like true Filipino food. I had like real buko juice. Like having just being there was just so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if there's a word for it, but I felt home in a way, and it kind of helped unearth things that I questioned. Because yeah, I am Filipino American, but there have been so many instances when I was there that they knew I wasn't from there. I had blonde hair. I talk the way that I do. Like every time I go somewhere, they always say in Tagalog, like "Sanka," like "Where are you from?" Like they they know I'm not from there, even though I didn't say anything. Um, but yeah, it was just really nice to experience my culture from the actual motherland, and like kind of you know things kind of click. I was like, oh, okay, like this makes sense. You know, like my parents used to talk about this. I used all these things, but and a highlight, I would say, I love. The hospitality that we have, Filipinos. I love our food. I think the food is number one. Like it's mm-hmm. just so good. And three, like Filipinos are, you know, back to the history. We were colonized. We have a lot of different influences from the Chinese, from the Spanish, and I think you know we are unique in that sense where we made it our own. And Filipino food is the best. Like sorry, not sorry. <laughs> um, and one thing too, I guess, I mean, not just Filipino Americans, but in the actual Filipino culture is that we're just very musically inclined, not to be a stereotype, it's just, you know, Filipinos are really great at dancing, Filipinos are really great at singing, so natural, I felt like it was a natural trajectory for me, being Filipino, to become a DJ, um, before I was a DJ, like, I used to dance, I danced uh, tap, I did ballet, I did jazz, I did hip-hop growing wow. up, so it was a, nat- a natural transition, you know, becoming a DJ, again, kind of with the whole notion of, like, the music has always guided me in different forms, whether it's, like, you know, dancing in a Filipino showcase or listening to music or going to a concert, like, music has always been, like, the one constant thing in my life, um, but... For this mix, um, I know I was kind of telling you uh, when you asked me to do this, I was actually very excited. Um, I was in this kind of weird creative hole or dump or you want to call it rut, creative rut, Uh Um, right before you reached out to me because I was like, I used to think, you know, because like things are like blowing up right now and everyone's having gigs and I was comparing myself. I was like, I don't have as many gigs as like everyone. I'm like failing, blah, blah. But then I was like, wait, what I told myself, if I don't have a lot of gigs, then I'll make a mix. Like there's, I'll just find different ways to be involved in music. It doesn't always have to be a gig. So I was like, okay, I want to make a mix. I wanted to make like a mix, like not like good vibes, but just kind of like homage to like Long Beach. But then I was like, no, I need to like focus on, you know, packing and stuff. I shouldn't really be DJing. Um, and then you reached out to me about this mix and I was like, wait, I have the perfect idea, perfect mix to make. And as you know, I was very eager. I cranked it out in about two days, which is really not like me. I usually don't turn around mixes in two days. Usually it's like two weeks because I'm like figuring it out. But I already had this mix in mind for years and you just gave me the motivation and the reason to make it. So I'm very grateful that for this opportunity and I can't wait to showcase it because 100% of the songs featured in this mix feature Asian or Asian American artists 
singers and producers and I think awesome. it's it's my favorite mix I've made so far. So I'm really excited wow. to share it with you. What's been your favorite party to spin at and your favorite party to attend? I've done enough to actually have a favorite one. And I think my favorite party that I've ever spun at personally was Let's Play House. And I've done it twice. Um, the first time was a very, this whole journey has been truly very magical and I'm very grateful for every opportunity. But the first time I spun for Let's Play House, Carlo, yeah. on my freaking golden birthday. So your wow. golden birthday is the date of your birthday is the age that you're turning. So basically oh, that's like your golden year. So I'm my birthday is August 27th. So I play for Let's Play House on August 27th when I turn 27. Damn, that's what's up. So the way it even came to me is so funny. Like life is crazy, life is energy. You know, I, I so at this point, my first gig um, ever was at uh, in Oakland with uh, Graham's Clothing. That was the first one I ever spun. And then the next one I spun at a week after was Arena K-Town. And then after that, I mean, I know I, I'm just getting started, right? But in my head, mm -hmm. I was like, I don't know how normal DJs get gigs. Like, I got these two gigs because I was part of the academy and then Jug put me on. And then I, I kind of got sad. I was like, damn, did I peak? Like, this, I know this, I know that's not the case. I literally just started, I know that. But in the moment, yeah. I, I literally was on my head. I was like, damn, is that it? And then I sighed. And then I looked at my phone and I have, you know, like three million email addresses. Like I have a personal, I have a work, I have a DJ one and I have a food account one. I just randomly looked at my email for my DJ one, and then Jax was like, hey, what are you doing August 27th? Do you <laughs> want to spin at the LA stop for Let's Play House? And I was like, I literally, threw, I literally threw my phone. I was like, no, this is a joke. Like, that's my birthday. Like, what the fuck? Like, what? <laughs> and I was like, no, this is real. And then I was like, yeah, I would love to spin for the LA Stop and I got stopped also my birthday. He's like, oh, happy birthday. And like, that's all I knew. That's it. And he's like, what? okay, cool. And I was like, okay, cool. That's all I knew. I was like, okay, great. Sure, yes. That's all I knew. And then in June, he's like, oh, we're going to release like the lineup in June. I was like, okay, cool, whatever. So in June, I went to Hawaii with my mom. That was our first like trip together, like solo trip. And it was really magical. Um, you know, oh. water, wavy baby, Hawaii, you know, the vibes. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, ties it in and then I took her to my favorite brunch spot in Honolulu it's called Yogurt Story they have literally the best ube pancakes in my entire life and she loves I've ube so that. I was like okay I've like you're gonna you're gonna it's like a deep purple it's, it's good for the soul so as we're like waiting for our ube pancakes um I'm waiting for like the announcement um so last summer it was kind of like a tour um, they were in Seattle, Houston, New York, LA, San Francisco. So I didn't know that. I didn't know it was a tour. I just knew like he wanted me to play in LA. That's all I knew. I was like, okay. So then I look at the line, I look at the, the promo and then it showcases like all the cities and all of the DJs spinning. 
and then I look at LA. So I see, you know, like my homies and that stuff. I was like, oh, cool, like Tommy, like yay, you know, like everyone, like people I know are on the lineup. That's so cool. But then <laughs> I saw the LA one, and then freaking Esta, freaking yeah. full crate. I was like, I'm opening for Esta and full crate on my birthday. What the fuck? Like I had no idea, and I was just like, that's, so epic. that's crazy. So epic, and honestly, uh, it was a huge learning curve for me, and I was really terrified for that gig because in academy, or at least yeah, in academy we learn on Serato, and uh, Jay Dash was like, "Oh, it's CDJ, so it's Record Box." I was like, "Uh, Ooh, uh, uh, uh <laughs> I've never done that, let alone USB only. Like that's real beat matching. Like there's no waveforms, or the waveforms are on the left deck and the right deck. Like it's not stacked." So I can't do it mm-hmm. visually, like it's true beat matching. And then like the cue points were hella different. And I was like panicking. I was like, bro, it's my birthday. I can't fuck up. You know, like this is a really big moment, but I need to like learn. Um, but yeah, it was a huge learning curve. But like what I actually learned mm-hmm. is that I love USB only. Like, I think that's my thing. Nice. Um, only for house though, I will I will caveat that because for house music you have more time to figure it out. Whereas for like sure. if you're playing at a hip hop and R and B, like four bars and you miss it, freaking miss it. But with house, like yeah. it's more forgiving, so that's why I like playing. But like I don't know, because I have this one friend named Earl. He came with me to the studio to help me practice, and he's known me since I started DJing. And he was mm-hmm. like, Chess, when you played on USB. That was the least stress I've ever seen you DJ. And I was like, you right. I felt nice. different. <laughs> you know? So I was like, okay, so I guess that's my thing. Um, and then luckily, um, life is crazy. I travel a lot. And in November, I was supposed to go to the Bay again for something. I forgot what. I think I was supposed to go for a concert. Um, but then Jax was like, what are you doing? November 20th and I was like ah I'm gonna be in the bay why and then he's like damn I was like why and he was like oh I'm bringing let's play house to LA again I was like ah and then he's like but you would be opening for Miles Medina I was like oh god oh god okay so I canceled the trip (laughs) wow because I I fly southwest and that's the beauty of southwest but you know I still retain the credit and I do it in the future but (laughs) yeah um, the second one was very special to me because I know it doesn't seem like it, but you know, I'm still pretty rudimentary to DJ space. With every gig that I take now, I'm like getting in front of more people, which is kind of like what you were saying, like your why isn't why you DJ, but that energy that you get from the crowd is like super infectious and like, you know, the bigger the crowd, the more energy. So now that I I experience it more because you know, like as a beginner DJ, I'm used to opening and I love opening because it's like your first you're done, you can get drunk, it's fine, you know, and there's not as many people, so, like, I feel less stressed, like, in the beginning, when I started using, like, I loved opening, I was like, this is it, like, I don't care if no one's there, I'm playing music for me, and I'm less stressed, and I'm done, so, like, that was I love that. place, maybe, like, a year ago, but that Let's Play House gig, the second one, really changed the way that I felt, because that was one of the bigger crowds that I played for, and, like, House is, like, as we talked about on Cascade, but with house music, like, that's my bread and butter. Like, that's kind of like, I said, like, if you were to listen to my soul, my soul would be house music. So being able to play house music was was like really a full circle moment for me. 
And I feel like, I mean, at least in LA, I'm not sure about the Bay, like there isn't as many house opportunities. Like there's a lot of, you know, R&B, hip hop, top 40 type gigs, you know what I mean? So that's having true. those rare opportunities to play like house, I, that's what I've learned, at least in the DJ journey for me, is that what gives you the most joy to play is electronic music. And everything I've played so far in terms of electronic has been house and that just gives me a lot of joy. Um, I was, I wasn't opening, which is surprising. I expected to open, but I was second. Um, and people were just trickling in and like, it was just one small room for this time versus like two rooms for the first time. And mm -hmm. something that I was actually talking to my friend about recently was when I started DJing, I felt that in order to be a good DJ, you have to be able to freestyle, which is true. I understand that, you know, speaking on your feet. But if I'm being honest, um, I was challenging myself the first Let's Play House on my birthday to play, like to not have an order. Like I'll have a crate, but I won't have an order. And personally, I didn't love my set. Because usually what mm -hmm. I do is I record my set and I put on SoundCloud, but I personally wasn't happy with it the first one and it made me sad. And then one of my friends, um, Dexter, he was that he kind of challenged me. He said, "Why don't you just, you know, make a, a set list for Let's Play House? Because we played the first one together, and then we were playing the second one together. And then I was like, huh, let me try that. And honestly, I think I found my workflow that having pre-made like orders for sets, like big sets, like you know, Let's Play House or whatever it may be, like actually uh -huh. helps me instrumentally." because I'm not as anxious, like looking for the next song, like where, oh my God, there's like 20 seconds, left, 20 seconds left. I don't really like this song, I'm only playing it because I don't want the music to end. But um, yes. he's a genius too, he said, also it's drunk proof. Like when you're drunk, all you gotta do is play the next <laughs> song, whether yeah. then like you have to think like 30 something. I was like, you're so smart. And that was the first great <laughs> gig that where I actually did that. And I kid you not, Carlo, like, it like un it opened something in me like it like i don't know i felt like very out of body i was like i had more energy to actually look at the crowd and like vibe with them and see what they like and they were like dancing and i wasn't used to seeing people right because i was opening so i didn't really have mm -hmm. people to look at but now like with the second let's play house gig i was like oh shit like this is what it's all about okay um nice. and, like i and i and the one thing that i think is beautiful about you know house events is of course, when you play like hip hop and R&B, there's bound to be overlap between DJs because, you know, you're catering to a crowd and like you're playing the bangers and whatnot. But the thing about house is it's so broad and there's so many types of house that there's a lower chance that you will play similar songs. So I sure. felt more like free, like playing house music. I was like, okay, like sure, you can play the same house song, but you know, you can play like a Cascade remix of like something else and it's a little bit different. So I just felt like something like completely unlocked me in me that day. And mm -hmm. after, you know, my set, I was just having the time of my life. Like the hour flew by so quick. And then um, when I stepped down, like hella people were like running to me and they're like, who are you? Like, you're so good. <laughs> and like, it's so strangers. So, so that's one thing too I also learned on this DJ journey was, you know, in the beginning when I'm new, I like hella promoted myself to my friends. I'm like, come through, come through. And then if they couldn't, I would get like really sad and really hurt. But I think now I'm at this point where I'm okay with whoever, whoever comes, comes, that's great. 
but I yeah. actually view it now if less people that I know come it's actually more room for me to touch more people that I don't know so that's how I view it now and wow. having like strangers come up to me like I that was true like I was just looking for my friends and people were actually like stopping me as I was walking through the crowd they're like hey you killed your set I was like oh my gosh like thank you I've never really experienced that before so I think mm-hmm. like that was a really huge pivotal gig for me um and why that's my favorite party so And my last question is, is there anything else you wanted to share to all our listeners listening out there? Yeah, um, I know for one of the questions, I'm kind of like maybe having a little flair for this, but for those who want to start DJing, honestly, just do it. What I've learned in therapy is the, what was it? It was like the antidote to depression and anxiety is action. Just mm. do something. It doesn't have to be right, it doesn't have to be wrong, just do something. Um, because, you know, at least with my DJ journey, it's like I had years of feeling like I couldn't do it, like make more reasons. But when I actually bought my controller, you know, when I put in the work to like learn about it, like all of that just like melted away. And I think it kind of ties to one of your questions earlier as to like, why do I DJ? I have, I'm sure, you know, other people do too, but I have a really bad habit of either thinking too far ahead or thinking too far back. And what my therapist told me, which like totally changed my whole life, she told me that anxiety is the mind in the future and depression is the mind in the past. And I was like, whoa, that's so true. Um, but like the reason why I DJ so much and I love DJing is that it forces me to be present. I mm. can't think too far. I can't think five songs ahead. I already played five songs ago. Like there, I, there's no, there's no time to think about yeah. the front, like the future or the past. You only have that one song in your crate right now. And that's what I love about DJing because it forces me to be present, you know, like all you have is now. And like, I'm sure you you heard my first podcast episode, but for the quick PLDR asked like why I became a DJ was, I knew I wanted to, didn't feel good enough. And then life literally shook me to my core and as I was on my way to the job I didn't like in LA I had a second life I almost died I almost got into a car crash like I, mm. I was walking across the street there's an unprotected left turn I had the right of way as I was crossing the street to this job that I really did not like I saw a car coming at me and I truly in those two seconds I I accepted it for what it was. I was like, okay, you know, like, this is it. Like, truly, like, in my heart, in, two, in those two seconds, I was like, okay, this is it. And then what popped into my head was like, what do you regret? Like, that was the first thing that happened in my head, like, what do you regret? And then one was like, you know, I didn't say I love you to my family today, you know, like, typical stuff. But then the second thing was that I never learned how to DJ. And mm. then I said to God, in those two seconds, I said, if, heavy if, because it was like a 1.1% that I was going to survive. I said, if I survive, then I'm going to fully commit myself to DJ. And then something compelled me to jump. And then I did jump. I don't know why. I jumped. And then Carlo, as I jumped, the car kissed my leg. Wow. If I didn't jump, I would be six feet in the air. 
So what did I do that day? I bought my SB3, I bought my audio technic headphones, <laughs> and I bought my speakers the moment I got home. So that is my second life. And that's why, you know, I go by Wavy. Like I said, I'm Chelsea, I'm Chet, and I'm Wavy. Like, that was when the Wavy was born. That day mm. when I bought all of my DJ equipment. Damn, so, that, that's a superhero origin story if I've ever heard one. I mean, honestly, yeah, but it's, the reason why I share it is just to share with those. And that's what I've learned through DJing, but especially with Twitch, you just never know who's listening. You know, not like in a threatening way, more of a like coming from, from a curiosity standpoint is that like, the way that I also perceive DJing is that I'm all this music that I've played since that day has been for myself. Every time I DJ, I expect to play for no one, like an empty room. Every single gig, mother's let's play house, you know, or like Damn. a bar or whatever. But Man. like anyone that's physically there, that's a treat for me. Like even like mm -hmm. one person. If one person is there, I'm like, that's great because I started as a bedroom DJ. You know, like I didn't have anyone around me and I was okay with that. And that's like my foundation. So when I play gigs, I don't treat it any differently. I just get in the zone, like I play whatever it is and like Obviously, you know, my trajectory, I hope to play for bigger crowds, but it's like, that's not going to change. So, just do it. Just do it. Whatever you're thinking about, just do it. Because life is so short, tomorrow is not guaranteed, and you just never know where to take you. What can our listeners expect to hear on your guest mix? Yeah. Um, one thing, like I mentioned earlier in the interview was every gig, every mix that I make, I always have an intention with every single song that I choose. My DJ rule, personally, and this is why I don't take requests unless you pay, <laughs> is I never play a song that I don't like. I never, ever play a song I don't like. Um, and every gig, every mix that I play, I have intent with each song. And that's why I personally, like gigs are fun, you know, you have the energy, you get paid, you know, you get out of the house, great. But personally, for cathartic purposes, I enjoy mixing because I can play whatever I want. I don't have to sound a certain way. I am in complete control of what I'm playing and it forces you can see a trend here. I like to force people to listen to what I have to say. Um, so with this mix, like I mentioned earlier, it is 100% um, featuring Asian, Asian and Asian American artists, vocalists, and producers. All, I think 33, there's 33 songs in it. All 33 songs feature Filipino Americans, Filipinos, you know, every type of Asian. And I will not say what it is, because you'll have to wait to listen to it at the end, but the last song that I chose has a message that I think is very relevant, um, not to make it specific to Filipinos, because it's API month, so of course, I love my couple um, buy-ins, but I think it's the last song is specifically for my Filipino women, um, and I think it has a really strong message that I think, you know, even if you're not Filipino, you should... Hear, hear us out, hear our story, but um, this mix encapsulates my music journey, honestly, and highlighting my favorite artists like 
I'll, I'll, I'll share some of the artists, um, like Joy Sai, Silky Monster, yes, Essa, yes. Pilo, Meek, um, Ruby Ibarra, Asia Love Cruz, Ruby. you know, like all of, you know, all the cuts, you know, I want to pay a homage to our people because I feel like, again, you know, as in terms of what, the way I think in terms of DJing is like what makes me unique and what makes me unique is my culture. You know, my experiences in Boston, Australia, L.A., whatever it is. Like, that's my way of, like, wrapping up who I am as a DJ through this mix. I feel like it was honestly, like, cutting a piece of my soul and, like, translating it into music. That's how I would wrap up and describe this mix for anyone that's about to listen to it. And with that... We're going to jump right into DJ Wavy BB's guest mix. You're listening to DJ Wavy BB on Instant Vintage Radio.
looking, making shit up. Bring the hoes over, then making them cup. Boy, I had hoes. Since 90, my nose. Dirty my clothes. Fuck this a vote. With my uncle on votes and my cousin on foes. Wide open, how I come in your lane. I'll be proven how you numbing the pain. Only thing I change about you is your name. How I fell in love with you, it was beautiful. Like chicken adobo, how you fill me up. Being by myself is scary, but love is scary. I'm just trying to make it in America. How I fell in love with you, it was beautiful. Yeah. 
I be on my metamorco shit Break my heart and smoke a sick Even put some clothes in it Don't test me because my skin ain't thick Hit your walls, I need my fix Pull up on you, I need way more with you Had too much of these hoes Never told you about the summer that I spent with my bros Doing things like your legends gon' stay open Now they close Thought I fixed the road, but now you out here flying on your own I was just thinking about you and it made me think of colors of the space 70 miles up in my coupe and not a thought about stepping on my brakes I don't see you go like that, I'm not say that I'm proud Thinking about the times when you were going to my house Had to let you go like that, I say it fucked me up You live in my head without a doubt Always anxious, got your picture on my necklace Say I'm smart but never see the day of campus Gave me 90, don't be sorry, we just reckless Think about you every time I see
like I do Ask all your friends if they know about your size of shoes How you like to cry when you laugh when you off the booze I moved on but I still remember a thing or two I know you said give me a hug and I said give me a break I wasn't trying my best, all the mistakes that I made I'm learning that it ain't the right move Learn from my mistakes, ain't that what the adults do? We got history Got me feeling the nostalgia when you look at me Thinking about what could've happened or what could've been Finally your face, I know ain't that it's right to see Take my time and take your clothes off one more time Gotta be honest, I'm the type that's hard to get I don't entertain, but you're hard to forget 
okay You know, yeah, I just, I just want to solve
feeling like a night Ooh, give it to me three, two, like magic I don't feel any pressure right now, no. Body by you right now, no. Body by you right now, so Allow me to demonstrate Boy, it's a little too late Stop. 
work it, do it with purpose. Make me say, oh God, like a Sunday service. I like the way you do it. The way you break it down, make me wanna go pursue it. Sa iyong galaw. Hindi ko matiis na, di mapata now. I like the way you drop it. Right now, your booty is my number one topic. Ako'y natulala. Para bang nagayo mo sa katawan mo maganda. I like the way you shake it. Baby, if you hot, why don't you go and get naked? I like the way you jiggle. Wiggle and wiggle and wiggle and wiggle. Hola, hola, eh. Hola, hola, eh. Go, ma, go, ma, stop. Ma, put it. Go, ma, go, ma, stop. Ma, put it. Sa hirap ng buhay Pero masaya pa rin ang kulay Pag kumain, nagkakamay Yung kanin, chicken adobo Yung balot, binibenta sa kanto Tagay mo na nga ang baso Pare ko, inuman na tayo Pilipino, 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 Pilipino Bebo, bebo, be, bebo, bebo, be, bebo, bebo, be Ikaw ang aking bebo, bebo, be, bebo, bebo, be, bebo, bebo, be Ikaw ang aking bebo, bebo, be Don't 
classy nympho Who keep it simple, you know what you're here for Could I cut again, let you up with the key coat All this ice on, but he bout to cut your heat stroke You got everything that I like You don't eat the booty, you lying You mixin' liquors, you might Pull me tight and pull me Two stops. Right foot, two stops. 
pig in a white hooded suit on the low for my country. They got evil plans in the devil's hands, but I don't pray because I organize. They got new ways to impose strength, but I teach mine how to mobilize. We don't fight for the money, for the greedy, for the white man. All we want is our freedom and the right to live on our motherland. Island woman rise, walang makakatigil Brown, brown woman rise, alamin ang yung ugat They got nothing on us Nothing on us Nothing on us Nothing on us Island woman rise, walang makakatigil Brown, brown woman rise, alamin ang yung ugat They got nothing on us Nothing on us Nothing on us Isang bagsak So let it be known if you don't already. Penais have always been part and parcel, if not imperative and critical to the struggle. Filipinas are no strangers to wielding our own power. Of all the privileges that exist in this world, none of which you may be a benefactor of, there is at least one you bear, and that is the privilege of having been born a Filipina. Your DNA contains building blocks made from the mud of over 500 years of resistance and survival. And when